What's up, everybody? Welcome to the High Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, people. Welcome. How's it going, Matty? Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain, I eh? I could complain, but I choose not to. Yes, you could. I choose not to complain. That's that's a good thing, Matty. I choose to embrace the positive what side. What would you complain about? It's a beautiful day outside. Uh, mate, beautiful day of Jiu-Jitsu. today as well. What's that? I got to go for a ride. Yeah, man. Out in the sun. Sun's out, gun's out. Yes, as I can see right there. Yep, yep. Matty's got his beautiful high Jiu-Jitsu singlet. I do. Um, do you call that a singlet? It's like a... I don't know, it's a singlet. Kind of a singlet. Um, and I think I need to make a few more of those. Uh, because summertime is coming up. It's springtime currently. And summertime's coming. And I, I love summertime, Matty. I just love it. it is, I like the long days. I love the vibes. I love the mm. long days. I love the just the opportunity and the thought of, should I go to the beach today? You know, and just there's always a thought in my head going to the beach. And sometimes it gets a little bit um, difficult. Because I want to stop everything and just go to the beach. Because when there's a hot day, oh, oh yeah. just beach, 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 beach. I love it. Maddie, this, I believe, is episode 26 of the podcast. 26 episodes. It's been pretty cool, huh? Not bad. And this is a really interesting podcast. And as we were talking about just before we went live on air, um, this is a podcast that I've been meaning to talk about. You know, like kind of work on for a while. For a while, and I'm always pulling it back, putting it back, putting it back. Um, but we're here now, so let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay, the episode, the the the, the title. So you want to start a jiu-jitsu academy, um, Maddie? The reason why you you coaching, the reason why I asked you if you wanted to coach, you know, and become a coach at higher is because you wanted to start a jiu-jitsu academy, right? I do. Yeah, so... Well, I, I just want to... I love jiu-jitsu, and I want to spend as much time possible doing it. And I like teaching, and I like sharing. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it seems like <coughs> a whole bunch of things I like doing put into one. Yeah, so what I'm getting at, I think, with this article is that there's a lot of other stuff like oh, in, a, in amongst it so that's why i think i wrote this like sometime a couple of years ago and we'll see what happens and where this discussion comes about let's do it but there's plenty plenty to talk about right here let's start they say brazilian jiu-jitsu is like a bug perhaps it's the ang- endless array of options at any one moment that transforms the practice into one's passion so quickly and so easily so your passion it is yeah, it's my passion too. I love it. You start to train for hours. Your thoughts are filled with technique. And you stay up at night wondering how you can do it all better. All you want to do is jiu-jitsu. The bug is real. Do you stay up at night, Matty, thinking about jiu-jitsu? No, I, I go to bed at a very strict time and I sleep like a baby. So you never ever like sat up. Uh, sometimes I've been woken up with the thought of like a sweep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I got absolutely. swept or something that day, I'm like, how did he do that? Sometimes, what happened there? Look, I, I, I'd be <laughs> lying if I said there weren't opportun- there times or not opportunities, but you're definitely times or occasions where I wake up, well, not wake up, sorry. I'm lying in bed, unable to sleep, and my mind is going through how to defend something that happened to me that day or, or whatever it might be, you know? Um, mistakes i've made and how i can improve on it definitely my mind goes through that process yeah and or you know just the late night jiu-jitsu watch a bit of pedro sour um jiu-jitsu of a night time on your youtube or mm. just look what, what i'm saying is like we said that it's our passion mm. and i'm a very passionate person so if i'm passionate about something i'm gonna put like pretty much my heart and soul and everything else mm-hmm. that i have into it and so that's why it gets a little bit obsessive <laughs> so um but it's i guess it's what it's gotten us gotten me to the dance you know to the that's point it. where um <clears throat> i think about this stuff all the time and i don't mind there's a lot worse to think about <laughs> mate if that's a, this is the, that's the dream thinking about this all the time yeah so after starting in 2006 i was overcome with this obsession pretty quick only six months into the game I decided to pack my bags and head to Brazil indefinitely. I had a job to do, and that was to learn jiu-jitsu. I remember back then, Matty, it was, I'd say, because look, let me go into it as those you know, people don't know the story. And the story is, um, all right, so my mom 
was has always been like into she she never went to school herself but she realizes the importance of school and she's always 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 pushed university for me you got to go to uni got to go to uni my dad on the other hand like you know left in year 10 like he was forced to go into year 11 but did like three months of it and then just left himself and then went and did an apprenticeship and then because he was not for school yep. and so as i was growing up i had my mom saying go to uni study hard and i had my dad saying john just come work for me man like you know you got a you got a business right there like what are you worried about so i was always like stuck in a little bit of a conflict a little bit of a internal crisis at least in my teens you know when i started thinking about what to do for my future and it was a little bit tough so um you know i was at uni i think my first year uni and um, i was studying um, commerce law which is something that i thought would get me a good job i never really cared for I liked commerce, to tell you the truth. I studied business studies and economics at school, but which is what led me to the commerce. But the law part was just, I got the marks to get to do a double degree. Mm. Law sounded pretty cool, pretty interesting. Um, but I'd never done it before. I never really had an interest in it. So, but anyways, I did it. And so, um, anyways, I found myself enrolled in a degree that I really didn't like. And I actually tell you, here's one thing that happened. I... Um, I read this this girl, I met this girl and we had a great few months together and she recommended this book to me called The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Paolo Coelho, Coelho. So I read that book and it was, if anyone's ever read it, then they'll tell you, they'll, I'm sure they know how inspirational it is and how awesome it is. And it's like a little, it's a little story with the metaphor of, um, going through life and looking for the magic you know like mm. looking to find the gold the treasure in any in any particular situation and so that book led me to a, on a mission i had to find the gold I had to find the treasure you know and i knew that like uni wasn't treasure for me yep. i knew like the path of you know going to like get a job in the accounting that i was studying and then the finance that i was studying and the marketing that i was studying um wasn't what i wanted i knew that law definitely wasn't what i wanted and then you know i was trying to do my dad's work at the time too and then you know in the back of my i thoroughly enjoyed working with my dad and hanging out with him and going to the jobs and just you know hanging out with my dad but as far as the job was concerned i didn't really enjoy fixing fridges and you know like i just i i knew there was something bigger and better out there and i wanted it um and so when i started jiu-jitsu i just i i i it was my like that passion thing that I was looking for was just right there. It was evident from the get go, mm. um, and I thoroughly like I just fell in love with it head over heels. And so yeah, six months into the job, into the into the martial arts journey, I was like, you know what? Like there's heaps, there's better teachers, there's better gyms, there's different techniques. I'm going. I'm going to have a look. And it was a beautiful opportunity because yes, I got to travel. Um, got to meet new people and hang out with some friends, um, old school friends. Like there was a guy from in Brazil who came on exchange. And we're in year 11. And I kept kind of keeping in contact with him. And he was living in Sao Paulo. Funnily enough, Matty, this guy, Dante, was living across the road in Sao Paulo from Fabio Gagel's, um Alliance Gym. Alliance wow. is the gym where you had Michael Lange, you had Cobrinha, you had... Um, Tarsus Humphreys, you had Gabby Garcia, Luana, you had all these like all monsters. The absolute killers. Yep. And so I was like, I want to I train jiu-jitsu in, the, in Brazil. So yep. I get to his place, I look across the road, you got Alliance Sao Paulo there, which was That's absolutely ridiculous. epic. It was really, really fun. You know, to, to, um, to, to support myself while over there, I worked three jobs here to, before my trip to save enough cash. So I can support myself for as long as possible over there without having to worry about money or job or anything like that. I told my parents I'd be there for six weeks so that, you know, I wasn't even faced with the thought of like, hold on, I shouldn't do this. I was like, no, I'm lying to everyone. I'm keeping the secret to myself that I'm going to stay for as long as I wanted to. Mm. Um, and so I told my mom six weeks. But I knew it'd be much, it'd be, a, it'd be there for much longer if, if it was up to me. Because yep. I wanted, I just wanted that athlete lifestyle. I wanted to just um, sit back and enjoy my life mm -hmm. learning jiu-jitsu, practicing jiu-jitsu. Um, I even rejected, you know, these opportunities to trainee with different um, accounting firms. 
um, during that time because um, I didn't care about accounting. I wanted to do jujitsu, and nothing was going to get in my way. I actually look back on that, Maddie, and I I commend myself right now. I'm like, man, I really, I really, um, I. Sorry, the call just got me my mind off track, but I I. I just got into it so fast is my point. Okay, you know, and I just I just fell in love with it. I ju- jumped straight into the deep end. I think that's most people's stories, especially with jiu-jitsu. How can you not fall in love? Well, I guess it takes, you either come in and you, like you enjoy, some people just, just kind of enjoy it, you mm. know, but for the most part, a lot of people come in, you see it, you see it in their eyeballs when they start coming to class. You know, they're like, yes, this is it. This is what they want. Um, and it's beautiful. You know, along the way, I struggled and I learned and I unlearned. I trained a lot. I competed hard. I experienced victories and defeats. I've been seriously injured. I felt demoralized and useless on the mats. I felt happy and sad and sore. And some, sometimes I felt all of those things all at the same time as well. Like it's just been a emotional, mental, physical roller coaster so far, this jiu-jitsu journey. How about, has it been for you, Maddie? If you can look back on your, what, 10 odd years now, maybe? Nine, 10 years? 10, 10 years. Yeah, so I how mean, do you look back on your journey and what do you see? It's been a roller coaster, but I think anything you're passionate about is, is going to be somewhat of a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that this is an absolute rule, but when you're passionate, usually you do that even if you know it's not the best for you and I say that in the sense that it's very easy to to get wrapped up in your passion and perhaps come back and this is probably we've talked on this a million podcast a million times come back a little early from injury and push through things yeah you know it may not be good for you yeah but you you're so passionate you want to do it anyway I definitely see a lot of that through my journey well, there's just this fire, right? Yeah. But I also think you need that fire because it's pretty tough as well. You have to have that fire because you're coming in and, and I came into jiu-jitsu as a very uncoordinated young man. Yeah. Probably 19, 20 years of age. Pretty damn weak too. Not a, not a strong person by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I just got beat up, but mm-hmm. it was fun. And I was learning something that I thought was amazing. And so I kept getting beat up and I came in and got beat up. And then one day I beat someone else up and I was like, yes. <laughs> but then I kept getting beat up. I still get beat up to this day. Yeah. I don't think that's going to stop. No. Nah. But you need the... Fo- you, the, the if you don't want to do it, you can't keep pushing through this. You, someone's going to give up. If you don't want to do it, you're going to give up. You have to have a passion for it. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. That's it. And I guess what we do at high jiu-jitsu is we try to um, manage the heat. Yes, absolutely. Like some people have like the heat on, heat off. That's it. Whereas like we've got like the seven little knobs, like a knob with seven different dials. speeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah dials, yeah. you know, like so we can go level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, mm. six, and then high. The high gauge is advanced class of a nighttime, for example, or competition that we've got coming up, which is going to be plenty of fun too. Hold on. Have you signed up, Matty? I'm not competing, bro. Oh, Matteo. We'll talk about this I, after. I've, I've got to protect my ego. We'll talk about this after. I've got to shield it. <laughs> little by little, over 11 years on, and my brain is still firmly fixed on that one goal. It's like 12 years now. Only now the dream's in reality. My focus is high jiu-jitsu, and to say that it's full-time is probably an understatement. Um, as in most thoughts and decisions throughout the day are geared towards this mission, Maddie. Now I have my kid, and now a lot of my thoughts are directed to my kid as well and my family. Um, but, you know, it, it's difficult. It's difficult running a school because there's just... Ultimately, Maddie, if, if I don't work... Of course, like, you know, we've got a team, and I, I don't want to... Um, just undervalue like the the importance of my team and you and Oscar and Nick and Danny and all of the crew at Hire. You know, you guys do awesome. And if I can, you know, it's like 
I just kind of set the direction of the train and you know and, and it goes now which is beautiful but it's taken a long time a lot of effort to get it to this point yep. and I feel like now slowly slowly I'm starting to reap a little bit of the benefits of my hard work from all these previous years but you know it's like it's still tough it's still very difficult mm. um, and still a lot to do there's always 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 a lot to do with running this school yeah, well, I mean, even on you know the topic of kind of always having to be working. Yeah. What hap- We just had lunch together, mm-hmm. and what happened during lunch? You got a call. Yeah. So you, even in your lunch break, you you at any point in the day, someone can be calling you <clears throat> to try and ask questions. You're it's always working. Yeah, for you know sure. What I yeah, mean? There's, there's an element of that where it's like, hey, at any point of the day, my mind has to be ready to work. Yeah. And then, you know, if I didn't have the call, it's me and you thinking about what we're going to talk about now, you know, Correct. and kind of creating the, the, the framework for this podcast and getting the ideas flowing, Yep. you know, and then the moment I finish this podcast, it's going to be thinking about the kids class and kind of like creating a mini plan about what I want to do for kids class. And then it's another four hours of teaching tonight. And then after that, yeah. you know, I go home and I'm getting ready for tomorrow morning straight away. So, you know, it's just, it's pretty pretty non-stop um you know so when I, I wake up i get to writing what i'd planned the day before so what i try to do is like an hour of writing all these blog posts money that we talk about in our podcasts all these social media posts they don't write themselves all these emails that i send out they don't write themselves no so i gotta do all uh, like that's one thing that i do which is like the writing mm-hmm. so in a way i consider myself a bit of a i need to be a bit of a writer mm-hmm which is important too. And I, I'm happily, happy that I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy writing. I think it's awesome. And I'm happy that I've got a job that I can kind of um, work on it as well and you know, keep, keep progressing my writing skills. So after the hour or so of writing, I tend to the most pressing tasks on, on, the, on the to-do list, um, which is a lot of the times, you know, like on, on club works, memberships with students, you know, um, emails to students back and forth, emails to like suppliers, um, organizing stock levels, um, you know, <clears throat> there's an, a, a multitude of things that we do throughout the day with regards to tasks from higher jiu-jitsu. You know, then I get to the, I have to plan the day's classes. And this is so much easier now that I'm on this, now that we have a syllabus because I plan them f- for the week. And then we just come to class and then we just go according to the syllabus for the most part at least. Um, you know, and before we had the syllabus, before we under Master Sauer, that was difficult too because mm. it actually have to be um, like kind of coming up with like with class plans all the time, yep. which was really really difficult. You know, we check the curriculum schedule and we predetermine the warm ups and sequences. So mm. today, for example, we had you know the Mata Leon and like the the rear naked choke and the cross collar uh, the collar choke from the back. So like in my head, I'm like, okay, I, what mechanics are required mm. in order to help our students make these better, make these techniques better, you know? So I, I'd start, to be honest, I'd think about with a mata leon, with a re-naked choke, I'd probably go into a little bit of scapular retraction with the students, yeah, so that everyone can understand how to make yep. the arms loose yes. and how to make the torso work in order to kind of come mm. back with the choke and make it a better choke teach people that a choke isn't just these these guns no the guns don't need to work you know the guns are having taken a back step I wish we had a webcam so everyone could see my guns i don't think we need to right now to be honest Sorry. <laughs> bring back the youtube video huh yeah we could we could next time keep those guns away maddie sorry all right so um you know uh <clears throat> so that's that's what's going on in my head too like before class on the way to class i'm thinking okay what's going on there um and the sequences, so it starts off with a small movement, then it develops like, it starts to incorporate more of the rest of your body. Yep. Then you go into some jujitsu specific warm-ups. then you go into the self-defense technique, then you go into the other technique. Then we go into like maybe a bit of specific training. Um, you know, I answer queries, as, we, as you said, phone calls happen, come in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort out memberships. Yep. And you know, the aim is to serve the members of our academy at the best way we can. You know, and I think that's really, really important mm-hmm. too, because I know that this academy isn't anything without the students that are a part of it. And my goal, my aim, um, is to is to serve the students as mm-hmm. as as best as I can. 
you know, and that requires work. That requires diligent um, sitting my butt down at the desk sometimes and replying to these emails and, and getting things done, Maddie. Really, it's very, very important. And not just getting it done. Like we can do jujitsu in any particular way, but we like to do it with quality. We like to do it with finesse. Same thing with the, with the school, you know, we can do, we don't need to do a lot of the extracurricular stuff that we do, but I think it makes for a better school. I think yes. it makes for a more vibrant community. Mm-hmm. I think it makes for tighter relationships. You know, I think it makes for a better, more inclusive program. So that's why I'm gonna send an email out once a week as yes. a newsletter. That's why, you know, I'll, um, we'll do a hangout and I have to organize the hangout. Um, you know, that's why um, a whole bunch of other things like that can happen as well. Um, there's lots within these daily chores that I'd rather not do, right? There's a lot of things that we don't wanna do in life, but we have to do them. Training and learning is way more fun than reconciling member payments. It's a pain in my butt, like is seeing what mem- what payments came through easy debit and then like um, cross checking them with yeah. what's coming through Clubworks and making sure that they're all okay and then having to follow up failed payments um, is something that we got to do. Um, and of course teach running, cl- like jumping in on a class and kind of switching my brain off and being a student is so much more fun, but something that we got to do. When was the last, how often do you get to be a student these days? Well, I'm trying to come in, see the times like, uh, my goal the past couple of months has been to come in when you guys are teaching class and just sit down and Yeah, but you also want to spend time with Roscoe, right? That's the other thing, yeah, I'm there trying to spend time with Ross as well. Um, I, I used to be a student when I would go to Leverage. Yeah. That was fun, like I'd sit down, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, to be honest, like I was getting a little, not selfish, but I just, I'd be a 100% student there. And then after class, if, so, if one of you guys had a question, like, sure, come at me. But yeah. during the class, I'm trying to get all the details. I'm trying to ask my own questions. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I, I thought that was very refreshing. Well, so it was a very rare opportunity for you to be in that position again. Yeah, and it's fun. It's very, very fun. And I don't, uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. You know, but, but someone's got to run the school, you know, and I'm, I'm here to run the school. Mm-hmm. And that's my job. It's what people pay the school for. So... You know, um, teaching mechanics is so much better than working with merchandise suppliers, which is another super, that's a pain as well. Um, you know, and in every job, there are things you like doing and things you don't like doing, you know? Um, so you take the good with the bad and you soldier on. Has to be the case, right? That's the same thing for you, Matt, in your, in your primary job. There's things that you like and things that you don't like. That's not a lot that I like. All right. <laughs> well, you still, gotta, you still show up though. I do. Why? I like that it pays the bills. I like that it affords me the ability to do jujitsu and not have to live under a rock. Yes. So pretty much it's financial incentives. Okay, which is important too. Absolutely. You know, and if um, if the finances weren't in the right position for oh, hire, then I, I couldn't do this full time either. So it's definitely something that you have to think about. Mm-hmm. And if your finances weren't, in check, then you probably couldn't pay for a jiu-jitsu membership, you Correct. know, and you couldn't um, live in the city, you know, and like do all these things. So that's very important. Mm-hmm. That's why I guess you have to soldier on, right? Absolutely. Take the good and the bad. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about um, me being lucky to live out my passion every day. And on the one hand, I, I'm like, I, I wholeheartedly agree not wholeheartedly, part-heartedly agree. And at the same time, I think that luck is a really funny word because I have like put in a lot of time and a lot of effort and so much energy to do this. And not just when I started high jiu-jitsu, not just when I started the commune, but even before, you know, like I put my heart and soul into this stuff from the pretty much from the beginning, you know? Mm. And I was like, I wanna learn everything I can. I was, you know, trying to, most of the time, the last person out of the door at SPMA, you know, me and Shahar usually would just lock up after we'd been training a lot. I'd come in as early as I could and work on my movement and work on, you know, do some Muay Thai and do some MMA and, you know, like do some extra training. So I feel like, you know, it's been a, a hard 12 years and easy, like hard, difficult and easy, you know, but also very difficult. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna tell you it's difficult. 
because there is, you cannot tell me that 12 years of consistent work at trying to solve a problem that is continuously changing is easy. Well, easy in that you've got passion and it's easy to be committed and have the drive to want to do it. That's what I'm saying, But yeah. the journey is, can, is, is only hard work. Okay, yeah, and I agree with you. But then I think about, you know, someone in your shoes, for example, that doesn't do any jiu-jitsu, that only has to, like, work hard at a job that they don't really like, that they're doing just for the money. Work on that for 12 years will be pretty difficult as well. Mm. Whereas I'm doing, I am doing something that I thoroughly enjoy, even though it's difficult. Yeah, but that does, doesn't discredit it from being hard work. Yeah, which is you why still I kind work of... work hard at something. You that know? you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's why when people say like, hey man, you're so lucky you're doing that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I am, I am lucky. I have a lot of, like, I I'm, have a lot of gratitude for everybody around me. It's got me to this point and I appreciate where I'm at and it's been difficult. And that's why I don't think running a school is easy. I don't mm. think it's for everybody. As much as everybody wants to run a school and as much as it's everybody's passion or whoever... I don't think it, I think people can love jiu-jitsu and not want to run a school 100% mm -hmm. for me at least like from the beginning I was like I love this and I want to start a school to facilitate this for other people mm. you know and um, I, yeah so what I'm saying is on that path it's you need to put in the hard work Absolutely. you really really have to because if you're just doing all the exciting stuff the easy stuff which is what you know most just students of jiu-jitsu would do then I think you, you have the capacity to enjoy jiu-jitsu and keep jiu-jitsu as a part of your life, but you might not have the capacity to um, run a school, run a good mm. school at that. Is that making sense, Matty? Yes. Yeah? Look, what is it, what's it? You can't just have dessert. No. Yeah, right. You can't yeah. just have the, the sweet, sugary part at the end of the meal. And I guess you that's... You eat your vegetables, right? Yeah, and that's what... You know, when calling it lucky, it's kind of like just seeing the dessert going oh you get to have dessert every meal mm -hmm. without seeing the the actual nutrition you've got before it that's one way to put it yeah a bit of a bit of an abstract way of describing it i suppose but um, yeah it's another way to put it I, yeah i like it i like it um it's challenging to choke people and teach chokes when your joints feel like they're going to fall off in pain mm. and um it's difficult to go on when you're unsure of how to pay your bills at the end of the month You know, it's hard to keep showing up to class prepared and ready to teach and have nobody come in to learn from you. Oh, I remember that. There would have been a few of those There's days. There <laughs> a few of those. There definitely were a few of those. So, you know, like now it's actually, again, I'm lucky and, and it's difficult, mm. you know, to have a nine, 10 hour jiu-jitsu day and to have three classes and like seven privates, let's say, because everyone wants a private. It's like, okay, awesome. Business is good. You know, everyone's enjoying them and wants to keep coming back. That's why a lot of people, more people are asking for them. That's great. And I've seen your privates. They do not look, I'm not saying they're physically intensive, but I'm not saying they're not either. They well, look like you're moving nonstop. It's not like it's, you just get to sit down. That's seven hours of nonstop moving. Yeah. And well, I'm serving the other person's need. So yeah. if they need a talk right now, if they need me to explain something, I will. Yeah. If they need to feel something, we'll feel it. You know, and uh, like I'm just. I'm like a, like a, I'm there for them, you know? So, so that's, I try to adapt and mold myself according to what the, what the student wants more than anything. Yep. Um, and it's just like sometimes like after, or after a week on a Saturday, Saturdays are difficult because the whole week has been hard training and then the Saturday is just, just hard. And then just as in, as in it's painful because mm -hmm. every part of my body, I can't really feel my body. Because usually like Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays are big days now at least. My current schedule is like that. Um, so Saturday is the end of the week and it's just been like a five, six days of, of intensity. You know, so, so that's kind of difficult. And then you've got someone like me on a Saturday after class, after you finish doing four hours of what, nine till one of teaching class on a Saturday. Mate's like, you want to roll? You want to roll? And I'm, I'm there, fresh as a daisy, woke up, missed class, came just for the wrong <laughs> at the end of it. I'm like, yeah, right, Maddie. Yep. But in saying that too, it also helps because I feel like being in that position is the best time, is a good time to roll because I don't have any physicality left. Mm. And you do. So I'm having to kind of be smart. I have, I'm having to be so much smarter. Mm. And on the 10th hour of class, you know, 10th hour of on the mats, 
throughout that day, my physicality is done. There's no more left. Mm. So I'm having to just utilize my, my body, my bones in the right way and really look for that leverage. And a lot of the times now, Maddie, especially with a, with a rising tide of students who are getting better and better, it's just survival. Mm. So by the 10th hour, I've got like a blue belt on top of me and I'm just surviving. And like my ego is like, come on, man, like you gotta bash this person. What's going on? You gotta, you gotta put it on them, like show them who's boss. And my body's like, man, I can't move. I can't move. Please, please, that's <laughs> enough. Just don't get choked. Don't get choked. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get a, an appreciation for that. You've, uh, with the Wednesdays I've come in and I'll be here from lunch till 8 p.m. Yeah. You know, with the, the what, two kids' classes and three, cl- like attending three classes myself. Yeah. I may not be teaching, but still, that's an eight hour session of jujitsu. And your mind is kind of a little bit tired By as the well. End of it, I, I'm like, having actually experienced it now. I, it's like a whole new way of looking at jujitsu, not just jujitsu, but what you're doing in being here for this huge day. I can t- I can tell my brain is like starting to shut off by the end of it. Yeah. And to see you're still there, active, looking around, it's like I, it's, it gives you a whole new uh, perspective and respect for that service that you're, you're providing after such a big day. Yeah, because it is easier. And a big part of my brain is saying, John, just sit down, man, get on your phone in the corner and let everyone do their jiu-jitsu and relax. But then I'm in the mats. I'm seeing somebody do something a little bit off. I'm seeing another person need some help, putting their hand up. And I'm like, I'm here, I'm here. And it's the jiu-jitsu that energizes me, really. Absolutely, right. And maybe it goes back to that passion that we are talking about at the start. Like, I think that's really, really important. And anytime you put a gi on me and a belt and I'm, I'm in class, like I'm probably active for the most part you know but it's not easy is what we're trying to say um what about you know when you're unsure of how to pay your bills so at the start of commune when we had 90 dollar 90 dollar a month memberships that was the dream i think it was like 60 dollar a month or something at one point i don't know 90 was the cheapest Uh, and it was way too cheap then because (laughs) because i I was trying to give my all Mm. you know we didn't have that many students so I wasn't making money. I was probably yeah, spending absolutely. more money in petrol coming in than I was like getting money back. Um, and it wasn't yeah, easy. You had like f- six students at one point. Yeah, like- well, that's the start, you know? And I think a lot of schools go through that. Mm. A lot of schools like kind of tend to build up faster than other ones, according to where the teacher is at. I started this as a purple belt, so it took time. Yeah. And it wasn't easy because, you know, I had a, had a, a wife at home saying, we need money. I'm like, yeah, I know we need money. Like that, that was a real, real problem. Um, you know, and I, I want, I need to sustain myself and I don't want me or my wife to go hungry, you know, and especially now I don't want my kid to go hungry. Um, so it's hard to keep going with that passion that we we're talking about before. Okay. It's a passion, but you also need like the logistics of it are also really important. Mm. You know, so that's why it's difficult, and it's, it'd be easier just to go to a regular job and get you get your paycheck at the end of the month you know, or at the end of the week, and you know how much it is, and you go off and do your leisure. Yeah. And you know, at the start, there were many times I was thinking, you know what, maybe I should just go back to being a student and go sign up at another school, and don't worry about this jujitsu thing for now. You know, like maybe maybe it's not the right time. Maybe I'm too young. Maybe I'm too inexperienced. Maybe I should go off. And it'd be easier. And sure, it'd be easier, but I could never bring myself to do that, really, because I just loved it so much. And I think I wanted my own. Yep. I think I wanted my own expression of a jiu-jitsu school, which is what's pushed me to this point so far. And it's turned out pretty damn well the way it's uh, happened. It's, it's turning out well. I haven't even started yet, Maddie. Absolutely. I um, just think in 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 regards of you know coming from commune to now being in this beautiful Pedro Sauer system, I, it's completely changed the way I view jiu-jitsu. Yeah, me too. And I, I feel very privileged to have been a part of this journey from the start. You have been, Matty. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day, before higher jiu-jitsu, I had what's called higher health. And higher health was an initial passion, and that was to help people with regards to their, their movement and their, and their nutrition. Mm-hmm. Because another like thing that I've really, really, really loved throughout my life, and jiu-jitsu pulled me to the point where I'm not dealing with that. But I remember I had this one application: top fans on higher health. Who was who was the number one top fan? It was Matty Flameboy. That's it. 
since the beginning, Maddie. Thank you, my man. I really right. appreciate it. You know, so now we look at the maths on an average class filled with awesome students, mm. you know, and it's, it's easy to look back and ponder those early days. Our, our noon jiu-jitsu class, we used to have like one or two people. Today we had about 14. And, 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 today, and those 14 people were all members, mm. not just people, hey man, I'd like to do a class and then like leave yep. and not come back. It was like 14 members coming in and coming out and who consider me and you their coaches and consider high jiu-jitsu their school, their place of learning, it's their dojo. Um, and it's beautiful. And I, I, I have to pinch myself a lot of the times, you know? And so, and while my friends and family were off on their, you know, well-paying jobs and careers, you know, um, I was budgeting my pennies and wondering if any new members would walk through the door like those first few years. You know, it was impossible not to question the reasons why I was doing this. But with every question I asked, I found the motivation I needed to continue. Mm. Um, it's hard, Maddie. You need to you need to know why. You need to understand. I think it's really important in everything, not just on the not just jujitsu, not just careers, but like understand your why. I think why is just so important. So I'm doing the PN program currently, the PN level one, and there's one module: know why you're eating. So for two weeks, I'd have to ask myself why I'm eating everything that I was eating. And when you're lounging out on the couch and you just go for that lazy walk to the kitchen pantry and you open up the door and you see some crackers and some peanut butter. Why am I yeah. eating? Well, that's the, that's the time. Why, am I, why do I want to eat this right now? Because I'm bored. And usually it's like, cause I, am I hungry? No. Dude, I, I, you Why know I what, I, my, my guilty food, I'm just a bit of a side side uh, sidetrack here, but my guilty food time is when I'm at work. Yeah, fair enough. I know that. When I'm at work is when I'm most likely to eat junk food when I'm not even hungry. Like I'll have just had like, I pre-cook all my lunches, beautiful vegetables, quinoa, like everything. Yeah. Um, and, and I have that. And I'll be f satisfied, and within twenty to thirty minutes, I'll be bored, and so I'll go buy a pack of chips and like a, a, a Snickers bar or something. Yeah, and I get, it comes back down to the awareness, right? I think your awareness slips a little bit when you get bored. And I'm so, aware of what I'm doing. Well, there you go. <laughs> then you just got to do it. Then, if you're aware, if you know what you're doing, then you can do what you want. That's it. Um, but Maddie, like, we need to start with why. Mm. You know, um, why would I? Why would you keep? following this project if it's not really w reaping any rewards so far and i think it's because of, hey and that's where i'd say it comes into hard work we were talking about before hard work yeah when you quite a number of years you were putting in to the commune before it became higher jiu-jitsu and there would have been no reward for it essentially other than the reward of doing it yeah you know when everything else doesn't seem to be lining up you can't you're not bringing in new members that's hard yeah there's a dedication that can that that is required to get there yeah and there was also a, i don't even want to bring this up but well i guess i have already but there was a lot of people around that time who were looking and think talking about what i was doing and telling me that it wasn't really a good idea like mm. man you you know you're a purple belt john like maybe Oh man, you know, you, you'll be right. It's a nice little hobby for you, you know? I was like, no, mate, it's not a hobby. This is like, this is what I want to do. Mm. You know, people um, would question, you know, what you're doing and family included, you know, would always be like, John, what are you doing, man? You need to, you're at the age now where you need to start your career. You need to like get serious. So like, well, I'm serious. Everyone, yeah, everyone else is telling you their version of how to live life. Yeah. And, I, but, and I, that's why I think it's really important that you have that, that drive behind you and also the the vision and i knew i wanted my school to look a certain way and initially it wasn't really looking that certain way so there was a bit of conflict in my head saying shit i have to make something work better mm. you have to I have to make some changes and now to be honest i feel like the school's starting to look the way i want it to look and you know of course there's so much so many places to go and we we're slowly we are going there but it's a good start and I found the motivation to continue because I knew why. I understood the importance of jiu-jitsu in my life 
and I understood the importance of high jiu-jitsu to our members' lives as well. I knew that our beautiful city of Sydney needed a place to train Gracie jiu-jitsu while being safe and mindful. I knew, it was an import- I knew it was important to have an academy that wasn't wholly focused on breeding metal-chasing competitors, but also focusing, like, and I knew we needed a school that focused on building wholesome, happy humans. Mm. which I see our school being, to be honest. Bring the art back into martial arts, right? Like, Oh, that's a beautiful way to put it. Because there's a lot of gyms out there, and I'm not discrediting their jiu-jitsu or technicality. They're, they're masterful jiu-jitsu gyms. Yeah. But they're metal chasing. They'll put the attention on the people who are performing best yeah. in competition, and they will still teach a, a good class. Yeah. But... If you, unless you're the, the, the upper echelon of that gym, you're probably not getting as good a, uh, uh, you know, it's not the same community that we have here. Yeah. Where, I don't know, I, I, I've trained at other gyms and I've never felt so welcomed as I do when I come in here. That's really important. And it's I've good to felt know. that from our students too, you know, even. Uh, there are certain students who've said to me, thank you so much for, you know, this is a couple of years into their journey now. And they said, if it weren't for you guys as welcoming me in as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it made it so much more available for them. Yeah. And even the people who like are extremely, look, you lacked a lot of coordination. You stay, still came through the ranks mm-hmm. at, a, at a pretty competitive heavy school, mm-hmm. competition heavy school. Um, but I think I still think there's a lot of people who would do who would be doing jiu-jitsu that probably couldn't sustain that, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that's we're, we're a school for them too, you know. Um, like I, I knew the jiu-jitsu scene needed a school to teach the smaller, weaker people of our community how to defend themselves against aggression, not just in the dojo but on the streets, on the streets and in the homes too. Mm. So, for example, having Steve Maxwell coming out and teaching us self-defense, we're like, hold on, where is that? Where is this knowledge? Where can you learn that around Sydney? It was so cool. Was, where are you going to learn proper... Tell me, where are you going to learn Gracie Jiu-Jitsu here in Sydney? Where are you going to learn, like, Elio Gracie? Um, that The Jiu-Jitsu that we teach, I think, is just... Of course, it's exclusive to us because we're... The, well, we got you got um, Jack up in Northern yeah, Beaches. You he's know, not doing it. You know, and it, this it's it's the curriculum that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And Gracie Sydney, they're a bit, uh, by the sounds a bit more competition based. Mm. You know, I think the maybe the self defense might be separate yeah, at least yeah. to the to the regular classes from just based on what I've been hearing. Um, so, and I wanted our school to be self defense based. You know, I think that's really important. Um, I knew that jiu-jitsu was the medium we could use to help everyday people move better, be healthier, and build quality of life. I could see the impact we were having, however small, and imagine those same results on a bigger scale. So seeing you come into class, Maddie, doing a beautiful class together, seeing, remember Semi Han? Yes. You know, seeing him come in and like saying, John, you know, how much do I owe you? I'm, I'm, I'm a student here. I was like, oh, thanks, Semi. Like, this is this is awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And seeing what jiu-jitsu was doing for him mm. made me want to help other people and other people in his position, you know, like and, and get more members coming in. That man there, Mr. Mikey, Mr. Uh, Tony, big Tony, big yes, Tony. What like man? He he. What a per- beautiful person, everyday person. I think how old's Tony? He's in his fifties, late fifties, I'd say. Late fifties. He came in. Uh, uh, I don't mean to be rude, but wasn't in great shape, and he's now. How in- dare you? He's now in great shape. Yeah, he's, Maddie's doing. Um, Tony's, Tony's doing, doing so beautiful. Um, and he, he's again. Everyone welcomed him into the club, despite the fact that he was surrounded by people in their twenties. Yep. Everyone absorbed him in like a like made a him feel welcome and had patience to you know for him yeah. to, to to keep working on things and um, yeah man that's why he's still kicking now on the mats you know and he's still you know doing his utmost to be on the mats and be training with everybody and. He thoroughly enjoys being a part of the the, the group, mm. and he uh, he's a v- invaluable member of the group. Absolutely, he's not just an outsider member. He's like one of the core members because everybody is 
a core member of our group, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be the best guy to get my attention. Like I love all of us, yes. all of our humans coming in, you know, and I have time for all of them, not just you because you're a purple belt, you know? Like put you against, Tony's still a white belt, but I, like I love having beers with Tony, you know? I love, you know, just kind of hanging out. And I think everybody in our school, um, um, is a is a great person and I just love being around good people so it's not necessarily about the jiu-jitsu that we're chasing it's it's good experiences that we're chasing Maddie absolutely um, quality of life man so much so and and now a few years on this is exactly what's happening you know we see a team a team of awesome souls come together in the morning the noons the nights they ponder mechanics we practice self-defense and we learn in a way that enhances our lives it's really a joy to watch, Maddie. It's worth every bit of struggle. Um, things have changed, eh? Things have developed. Things are a lot better. Beautiful. I, mean, like I bet in, uh, in the last six months there's been some question marks about it all, given what's happened in the world. But, you know, there would have been some tough times in there where, you, you know... Well, the tough times are like existential crises where I was like shit if I don't have a jiu-jitsu in my life what the hell else do I do <laughs> yeah absolutely like that was the that was the I was and there was a point where I was like hold on is this gonna even come back um and I, you know that's me might maybe potentially being a bit pessimistic but maybe tactically pessimistic I think it's important to just ponder the worst mm-hmm. case scenario so that you're prepared for it absolutely um and I hated I hated thinking about life without jiu-jitsu especially due to like a, a coronavirus. But, yeah. you know, like regardless of that, I think jiu-jitsu makes my life so much better. And to be honest, there's nothing Absolutely. that there's nothing that um, that replaces it. I Running doesn't replace it. Agree. Weights doesn't replace it. Boxing doesn't replace it. Video games doesn't replace it. No, they don't, matey. You sure they don't? Absolutely. They oh. don't. I would choose jiu-jitsu over video games every day of the week. But I'll choose video games over most other things. I, I, I'd choose games over running <laughs> yeah, or right. other forms of exercise. Yeah, but I'm just like jujitsu is indispensable for me. Like that, I can't, yes. I can't be done without. I can't do with. I can't do life without jujitsu. Yes. Is that conditioned or is it? Is it because jujitsu is so awesome? Or is it because we've conditioned ourselves to love jujitsu so much? No, it's because jujitsu. I just think so everyone awesome. has to do jujitsu. Yeah, but. <laughs> the, the issue with that statement is I'm being facetious no everyone does need to do jujitsu it's just not ever everyone has a preconceived like notion in their head of what it's going to be yeah anyway that's a complete changing topic everyone anyway. should do jujitsu yes thank you right there look back look forward sometimes I wonder what life would have been like had I had I not shunned the big corpse you know and instead did what everyone else was doing and did my career path and you know did the conventional route which i was told to go down and then i slapped myself in the face i put my gi in my bag and i head off to high jiu-jitsu for another awesome session with our awesome students and friends jiu-jitsu has been in the high jiu-jitsu has been in the making for many years the journey has been filled with ups and downs and there's so much more to be so much more to do yet every day and in every way they're going higher and higher. Us. Us. Us to that, Maddie. Mm. Um, As you said at the beginning of the podcast, it's only just begun. Yeah. This thing's exponential, baby. It really has only just begun. It's exponential. And even if there are little, like, you know, humps in the road, um, we we have to just jump over those humps altogether, you know, and keep going forward. after difficulties. Yeah, I think it really is. And can you, like, do you feel the vibes post Rona lockdown Dude, like when we so came back we were just like oh you know what it really really made me so hungry for the mats again and now like a few months on after that a big 8-10 hour day on the mats I'm like oh I'm so tired and I'm like yeah but what about the time when I didn't have jiu-jitsu in my life and I was crying because I didn't have it and I wanted to feel this pain and I didn't feel this pain and it was making me really sad mm-hmm. so Suck it up, Johnny boy. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do another private. Let's do another class. You know, let's go to sleep early so we can get better recovery, so we can train again better the next day. Reinvigorate yourself, right? Yeah, man. That's what it's all about, I think, Maddie. Um, did you enjoy that chat, Maddie? It was good. Uh, it's nice to get an insight into your mind. 
Well, on, I think, in, yeah. The, in the running of a gym. And this isn't, I should have prefaced this at the beginning, I think, but this isn't um, specific to me. I think this is what a lot of jiu-jitsu um, school owners go through, mm. you know, and the outsiders see the students, a lot of the students will just see them paying, they pay membership, they come in, the guy teaches a class and then mm. it's done. And they're like, oh, that's a pretty good job that he's got. But, you know, I'm on the other side of the fence too. And Jack is on the other side of the fence and Marks and Phil are on the other side of the fence. And um, all the school owners listening to this will know that things can be difficult, you know, and it's it's a, it's tough, but it's also beautiful. And it's so, also amazing and so satisfying and extremely rewarding. And I know that we're doing the right thing for the right people. We're mm-hmm. doing good things for people, you know, and ultimately we're building quality of life. And I could have built quality of life for people by helping them with movement coaching and nutrition coaching. And I'm sure a lot of people are doing that, but I'm just really, really grateful that jujitsu is the medium that we can use to help people's lives. And we're doing that right now. And I can't be thankful enough. Mm. You can, you can hit that Holy Trinity. You're getting, using jujitsu to give them better movement, to give them better health to give them better quality of life that's what it is maddie and that's, that's what why. we're here for exactly guys i hope you enjoyed that thanks for listening um as i said like i was kind of thoughtful about making this podcast happen but i think it is a nice little reflection into you know the history of of just the journey really and my own personal one but also with regards to everybody else so if you're a school owner keep going strong because you're doing awesome things and everyone needs jiu-jitsu in our lives And if you're a student, keep training, keep learning. Um, If you want to start a jiu-jitsu school one day, be ready, be prepared, and get it done because there's nothing better. (laughs) So thank you, everybody. I'm much appreciated. I'm losing Matty now. Um, Thanks, peeps. Yeah.